0: Welcome everyone to the All Heart Podcast. My name is Noe Lamar. And my name is Thea Monier, And this is a podcast all about joy. And pleasure. Pleasure. Pleasure.
1: Pleasure. Pleasure.
0: It's a pleasure to be here today. It's a joy. We are recording at a different time of day. We we normally record in the morning. Is it morning? It's like...
1: Afternoon, I mean sometimes it, I mean I, I remember a, a praise dance on, you, on a Sunday morning We did have a time <laughs> You're right We did have a 9am It comes up in my calendar Though we haven't used it Yeah We had a
0: 9am a But we're a. in
1: the evening Nice and
0: sultry It's been a day <laughs> Already It's Saturday
1: It is Saturday I keep forgetting that Because I'm on vacation mode y'all Uh oh Okay I'm having my hygge time In the summertime How's <laughs> <laughs> Hooga in the summer. Hooga in the summer. We should change it. We should call it booga. Booga.
0: <laughs> Bluega. Bluega. How do you make hooga black? <sighs> I
1: mean, blue. Nuga. Blue. Nuga. Nuga could be good. Nuga in the summer. Nuga. Oh, our white listeners, you can't say nuka. Yeah, let's just be clear. <laughs> Off the bat. Don't even try. It's too close Thea <laughs> yeah. Especially after today's topic Thea, how you doing? Tell us what's on your heart today What's going on? I'm good I, um, you know, y'all know I was kind of fighting my vacation for a period of time I am no longer doing that I am completely okay. in vacation mode Um, We just came back from, we went to Vegas My dad has a timeshare And it was really great I thought the kids were going to be like, let's go here, let's do this Everybody chill. We played really? dominoes. We played speed. We actually relaxed as a family, there was no sense of urgency. That's we, amazing. We ate when we ate. It was just really, really, really great. And because of that, there's hella inside jokes now. Like,
0: Wow. You bonded.
1: Yeah. You know you bonded when there's like inside jokes. And do you remember that time? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and when everybody can do that, that's a good thing. Especially in a blended family.
0: Remember
1: that time? Remember that time. There, said, there would be said, a lot of like, remember those times, <laughs> but they wouldn't be like... Cross-pollinating. Okay. Remember those times. But now, we got some remember those times of our own. You know, we have that from our last trip. So, we really need to definitely make a priority of doing these trips more frequently. But, mm. yeah. It was really great. I loved it. And, you know, I know we're not going to do a whole show about it, but Beyonce gave me life. Okay. Beyonce gave me life once again. Okay. Who comes out with a soundtrack adjacent to the actual soundtrack of the film you were in. Like, oh, this you all soundtrack was great, but there's some things I wanted to get off my chest. So I'm going to bust out with some hot tracks that's all about your ancestors, all about your blackness, Amazing. all about your brown skin, all about you being mother of the earth. I can't. I, there's too many bars. I can't even talk about it. Like, I really want to spend a week on it. I just... I was resistant. You I know. know? You're trying I was. Not
0: to give in. I was trying not to because I just felt like you know this is my life. Yeah, my are. life don't belong to Beyonce. Right. Right. Okay. Right. My life belongs to me. Right. We contemporaries. Okay. That's and how yet, I was feeling. Yeah. You know. I was like, drop. you just dropped Homecoming. We don't. How, how many months ago was
1: that? That was not even a couple. That I was like, like barely two months.
0: I was like, I'm not listening to that. I'm not listening to no Beyonce record.
1: Then what happened?
0: And then I turned it on. Right. And I heard the first song. I started crying. Yeah, me
1: too. (laughs) I was was like. What ancestors did she channel for this song? I, I started looking at the writers, Chris. I know, oh, This is I know. beautiful. I started tagging my Instagram stories. Said, like, classes in session, y'all. Beyonce just dropped some new ish. Y'all know what time it is. Said, oh Breaking the bars. Be- Breaking the bars. Beyonce,
0: why do you rule me?
1: I don't want to be ruled by another human being. I'm a freak. She's, she should be a person, a planet. <laughs> Beyonce retrograde. Beyonce is in what house? Because literally, life changes with
0: Beyonce. But she had that lyric where she's like, "I get no days off," and I was kind of like, "These are your choices,
1: right? You get no days off because <laughs> Homecoming just, just came out, <laughs> yeah. Like, and now maybe you could make you you could you could take a day and off. And you know, babe. Homecoming got nominated for like what? You got nominated for like An I Emmy? don't know for multiple Emmys, really. Yes, and do you not think that this? Adjacent King soundtrack. Is it- I just want you
0: guys to know, you know why I sound so surprised? Is because I've been taking an Instagram break. I don't know what anything that's happening in life. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally I didn't know Beyonce's record drop. I'm not taking a Twitter break. So I logged on to Twitter and I was like, Why does everyone keep talking about the gift? The What's gift. the gift? What's the gift mean? <sighs> and then I was like, Oh, Beyonce dropped the album yesterday. I was like, dang, I don't even I'm not I you, I'm you so be surprised though, you'd be I'm surprised so how much you find out a, on Instagram. You'd be really surprised how informed Instagram
1: keeps you. For sure. And so that's why sometimes you have to turn it off. It's too much information. I don't need to know all this. I don't need to know everybody's business. I mean, it was beautiful. You know, the thing, though, is like I listen to a
0: lot of African music. It's like a, a cornerstone of my every day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is the record I was waiting for.
1: Literally, you'd you be dancing this whole record. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really good. She did it again. So mm.
0: my heart-to-heart, my heart, I just wanted to check in about um, just some real basic things that I've decided to do. Like, I see I have a lot of good friends that take uh, social media breaks during mm-hmm. Mercury Retrograde. And I decided to try it out, particularly Instagram, because it's been noted how much I love it. <laughs> and I just want to give y'all some real feedback okay from being off instagram not even a week okay. right right um i'm lonely
1: okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you i was laying on the couch like my man's not here <laughs> the homies not talking i already talked to the homies Hmm, the kids are I asleep. I flip, flip
1: through this Instagram. I don't
0: feel like doing the pile of work right, that right. I have to do. That would right. be a whole engagement. I'll be up till three in the morning. right? And there's no... There's So I try to go on Pinterest. Try to look around. <laughs> it ain't the same.
1: It <laughs> ain't the same. Try
0: to look around on Pinterest like... It's, Anybody it's, out there? It's really wholesome here.
1: Anybody? It's, it's wholesome. Like here. my pins? <laughs> Not the same.
0: But it, it was good. I started thinking like, here's one of my main things, like... I had a whole nother thing I'm not even going to get into. Another part of my country song. Y'all know I've been in this long country song for like four months. Just things just <laughs> it keep just happening. Been, yeah, it just, has been. It's, just, it's just a long <laughs> country, country song. song. So I've been a little displaced yeah. from my
1: home. Yeah.
0: And I was like, you know what? Bitch, you believe in the subconscious mind. What the fuck are you doing <laughs> what with are your you doing? life? Yeah. So if you're taking in all of these images from the outside, mm-hmm. You're just telling your subconscious mind all kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. Why don't you kind of mm-hmm. control the image that goes into your mind? Mm-hmm. And so that's my main reason for taking an Instagram break. <laughs> and you know, Mercury retrograde is a perfect time. I never thought about that. But that's I will start doing that. Yeah, because like I'm literally like scrolling and looking at what's on everyone else's mind.
1: I'm yeah. not looking
0: on what's on my mind. Yeah, I'm just filling my subconscious mind with a lot of information how does it know what to do yeah right?
1: and a lot of it's curated and produced and not even not even real not even real so i'm the opposite when i fast from instagram i feel like i have way more meaningful connection i don't feel lonely i feel like
0: well see see here's the thing mm-hmm. i started craving like being around my partner yeah people i started missing my partner like i started feeling that's the loneliness starting yeah. like oh, I really like this person a lot. I didn't even know how much because I was on Instagram. He he had mentioned that. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course. He He had mentioned, you know, maybe maybe you want to look at me more. (laughs) You know? So the loneliness is more like, oh, that's the feeling of missing... The person I'm in a relationship with, I forgot what that felt like. Yeah, that,
1: now Mark needs to <laughs> take this advice. He has gone social media crazy he has? his book is out and everything. He's been you know getting everything together, and so I just feel like I'm the I'm the partner that's like really you're like, gonna look at the phone all. Like, you need to put it there. Yeah, now, I talk on the phone a lot. Like, I will have conversations with people yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and I do Marco Polos with people. Yeah. But I'm not a big Instagram scroller. I'm a, I'm a
0: big scroller. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's leaving a lot of room for things. Like, I've been, you know, reading this book, uh, The Emotion Code. And... Uh, <laughs> is it good? It's incredible. I, it's it's I a remember. really incredible book. It, it's basically, like... I would love to talk about it on this podcast. Okay, this. then I need to read it. Yeah, you need to read it. Okay. You, it, you really, really need to read it. Like, it's the the best thing about the emotion code. It's basically talking about how the subconscious mind takes in all of this information over time, and which is one of the reasons like I, I, I unplugged, right? Mm-hmm. And your subconscious mind has kind of memorized and put all of these emotions in your body and yeah. the emotion, emotional blocks. hmm Create um, disease, mm-hmm. create um, emotional disease, mm-hmm. mental, all all of these things, mm-hmm. you know, all of these <clears> challenges, all these, con- all this contrast. And basically the emotion code teaches you how to remove that for yourself
1: mm.
0: and they give you a method of how to remove it. Yeah. And I've been listening to it with my eight year old mm. and he is so into it. Yeah. So into so So into it. And he's a very emotional person. Yeah, And so he's been asking me a lot of questions. Like things, you know, he doesn't, he's homeschooled. He's never heard of what cancer is.
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: is cancer?
1: So it really focuses on physical ailments too.
0: It focuses on not only the physical, but like the emotional things, anxiety, depression. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, physical ailments and how those are different emotions that you've stored. Like yes, resentment, yes, yes, jealousy. Yes. And you know what it brought up? I had um I had an experience where I, I had I was attacked by skinheads when I was twelve. I remember you talking. Yeah, and I had an ulcer mm. from that time start developing. My stomach hurt from the time I was twelve years old mm. every single day, all day, until I was about mm, about twenty three. Wow, twenty four. So about mm-hmm. a dozen years. Yeah, trying to figure out what was what going, was going on. on. Every kind of test colonoscopy, mm. every, everything, everything under the sun. I went to a healer who's a traditional healer, a curandera, and um, she just started doing work on me. And then she goes, <laughs> something happened to you. And she starts describing it in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And she describes the event. The incident. Mm. And I hadn't even thought about it. Right. She said, you stored it. I'm going to get it out. Mm. And she did the work that she did energetically. Yeah. Never had a
1: stomachache again in my yeah. life. Yeah. Like it was I, gone. Like that was I my would identity. I, I would, I'm would. i going to read it for sure because mm-hmm. I think it, over, it kind of intersects with the untethered soul. Mm. And it talks about those blockages. Similarly, it doesn't go into the physical ailment or the mental ailments of that, mm-hmm. but more so like how... When we strike one of those things, mm-hmm. we close, and then we shut off the energy flow that we need to actually heal from it and to move forward. Yes. And so the, the the goal is to never close, yes. like especially when things are difficult, especially when something's hard, because that's the very energy that you need to um, heal that thing. Well, you know,
0: and right now I have a lot of capacity that I thought I didn't have. Mm-hmm. I've been really focused on the lack that I had. Like, I don't ener- I don't have the energy. I'm tired. But I have a lot of emotional capacity. Mm-hmm. I was putting a lot of emotional capacity into a device. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, making me kind of, like, think, like, okay, I'm going to oh, yeah. play this out for, like, a month. And then yeah. let me see, like, how am I going to interact with yeah. this differently? Because I'm having, like, real... D- My whole family, like, <laughs> I'm having really deep connections and presence in mm-hmm. a different way. And it's just like, I was spending hours and you don't think you're spending that many hours. Yeah. Cause you're just logging in and scrolling for a few minutes and you close it. Log on, scroll, close, right. scroll, close. But all of that information that yeah, I was it taking shows in, you.
1: Do you have the thing where it shows you how much time you spend? It does. It I'm, I'm, <laughs> at the end of the week.
0: And every time I'm like, okay. And I put a limit, but even when yeah. I put a limit, limit yeah. I put a 30 minute limit a day or something, but that's still n- having like, it's still energy. It's still. Uh, I'm, it's, I'm literally just checking every two days to
1: check my DMs. Well, it's also non reciprocal energy. It's energy that doesn't yeah. come back in, so it's like going down a drain. Which, so as you talk about that, like I think the way you feel about, like, okay, what what happens when I go back to interact with this device? Mm-hmm. It's how I feel about going back to work. Interesting. It's like these deep connections this, with self, with spirit, with family, with right. all these things like the only anxiety i have is like when 50 hours of my week now hmm. is taking back up again in a way that i can't uh, dictate how it goes yeah like wh- how will i feel it's it shown this has shown me the impact that working yeah has yeah. on your life your family yourself your spiritual life being able to like elevate in different ways. It's a miracle any spiritual growth I was doing was actually happening because of the amount of time you don't have very little time mm-hmm. to implement. It's to true. actually try things out, to experiment, to explore, to wait, to harvest, to sit with. And there's everything has to be super urgent when you when and you're more um conscious of time in a way that's negative right like you feel like I don't have enough time you always feel that way yeah because so much of your week is eaten up by work yeah
0: um we had a, a great listener talk you know ask us to talk a bit about like the guilt that we feel mm-hmm. from taking vacation mm-hmm. and we're both kind of talking about like we're in a in a break mode or in a right. vacation mode like I'm like, oh, I need to work. I need to work. Okay, you know, I work for myself. Yeah. But I've also been allowing myself to to relax. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm taking this displacement situation that's happening at home, I'm taking that as a moment to just chill out. Right. Like, let me rest. Let me mm-hmm. enjoy what's going on. Let me pretend I'm in an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. let me let me like really just reflect. And I think that there is a lot of guilt. And I remember. You know, different kind of stuff coming up for
1: you when you were taking your vacation In the very at beginning, first. Yeah. But then you. It's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think part of that was, and I've talked, I don't know if I talked about it here before, but, you know, we're constantly decolonizing who we are, whether we like to think of it that way or not. For instance, like, you know, the idea that we have to be busy and productive. The idea that we don't want to be even subconsciously viewed as lazy the work ethic that our parents are like you you know uh, you know some of that comes from the actual danger of relaxing at certain periods of our ancestors' life right like if you yeah. if you were chilling when you're supposed to be picking some cotton then there were actual consequences right if you were sitting on a corner talking to your friends and there were two or three of you then you could be arrested right yeah so it's funny. About relaxing as a person of color um, in a country that you're constantly being told, as an immigrant person, right? In a country where you're constantly being told to demonstrate your worth, to demonstrate your value. It's always being questioned. But I think,
0: too, like our generation in particular, like Mm -hmm. folks that are in their their 30s, like, we're really, we've been really grind, grind. Mm And I think Mm -hmm. I talked to you about this before. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but I was like, this is fucking slavery, dude. Like this is, this is a slave mind that feels that all we do is I'm supposed to grind. I'm supposed to hustle. This is how you get ahead. And like, I really had to take, I took a break for a while from even that kind of the consumption of that information sure.
1: cuz i was really i mean i mean these are what these are what people we admire say too remember i told you i like i would look up speeches by people i love in the entertainment industry and they'd be like you got to work hard and grab. and i'm not saying not to be a hard worker but i'm saying that yeah, i am be smart fucking worker. be a worker. smart worker and be <laughs> like, and 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 hard can be like challenging yourself to grow. And hard is relative. It doesn't mean wearing yourself out. I don't think it needs to feel like hard work. I really don't. I think it feels like, I think it should feel like, yeah, I think it should feel like this feels great. Yeah. But when I say hard, I mean like there's aspects of my own development that like if I'm developing a character or a book, it can be hard for me to like push something out of this character that I'm struggling with myself, but it's worth doing. So I mean, difficult in that way, like I, challenging yeah, yourself to expand abs- and things like that. <laughs> but I feel like, um, no, the grind culture, but I think that's a culmination of things, right. Of a different economy of like making everybody feel they have to go to college, even if they have to take all these loans out to do it. And how are they going to pay out these loans? I think we're reaching a bubble, that has been, you know, slowly building because if you've, just looking at it as a person who works on a, at a university, right? right. If everybody feels like they have to go to college to get ahead, to get a good job, to do, to get the house and the, the dog and all these different things, right? And they can't all afford it because they didn't all start off with the same bank account. They didn't all start off with parents who worked in, right. you know, certain right. places. Then loans come in and, oh, now you can go. And then who has to pay back the loan? So there's just this constant it's cycle. A, it's a big cycle. I feel what you're saying about the creativity, though. Like singing is
0: actual hard work. Hard work. Mm-hmm. Like making music, like playing yeah. playing guitar, like playing guitar is not easy. Yeah, It's not easy for me. Maybe it's easy for someone. But it's right.
1: not. It's physically. It's challenging. It's phys- singing is physically challenging. But grinding is not about challenging. Grinding is about feeling like. This false sense of urgency But, but these
0: are the people <clears throat> Our generation celebrates those, Absolutely Those that grind And then have the the beautiful things This aspirational culture That black people are so fucking obsessed <laughs> with That all of our shows show Like look at Mary Jane's house Like mm-hmm. this, this aspirational way of thinking Like that's one of the things That struck me so much In the Toni Morrison documentary mm-hmm. It was such a small thing She said I come from a time where being poor wasn't a negative thing, right? You, right. as long as you had the things that you needed to right. pay your, you know, to pay your bills, right. and to eat, that was fine. There was a nobility in it. I think that's true in, in many countries still too. So that's what I was gonna say. So mm-hmm. my first job I had, I was a senior in high school. I worked as a hostess at Carro's, mm-hmm. and there was a. A busboy there And we used to watch um, On our We used to hang out But we didn't share The same language So we used to watch Korean soap op- operas <laughs> <laughs> Korean soap operas On our break mm-hmm. And then One day He was just like Really struggling With like He wanted to tell me Something so bad So he went to get Someone to translate <laughs> And basically He told me I just want to tell you Because you're young Like This isn't how You're supposed to live Mm. This way of life of working all the time—that's not how it is where I Preach come from. It at towards
1: the last month of my vacation,
0: and he said, "This isn't it." He's right. like, "Where I where I'm from?" He's like, "You know, we take a nap in the middle of the day. Right. Like we take right. a break. All right. the businesses close. Right, you're more time spent with your family, family. Yeah, than spending sure. working in this country." He was like, "I just want you to mm. know." This isn't how you're supposed to live. It's and it not. was so important for someone to tell yes, me at 17 yes, years yes. old, because why the fuck did I have a job in the first place? Right. <laughs> Feeling like you had to... Feeling like I had to, to get my own money. And right, I had to get right. out of my parents' house and I had to get my thing. and I do me
1: and, We have to remember where we are. I think it's really in the white important man's to remember where world. we are <laughs> and that our innate value system does not agree with where we are So
0: when we feel guilt For right. going on vacation
1: Right We can call that white supremacy Call it, it, it call, Yeah Call, it, call it, it what it is That's what it is Call it what It's inherited It's taught It's conditioned Because there's a requirement For for intense labor For this country to stay afloat And it always will be Because of how, <laughs> how it started But really breaking that I mean that's another reason Like it feels like Yeah We'll see what spirit does. I ain't making no promise. <laughs> I ain't, I'm, there's no guarantees here, people. We're just, I could be making big announcements anytime. So we want to
0: get into our main topic.
1: Oh, Lord, here look, we, we go. We, look, we just going to be honest with you. We're going to be real with
0: y'all. Our yes. producer pulled us aside <laughs> and said, bitches. What y'all doing?
1: What y'all doing? This is too light.
0: You, you, you get a little light in the ass doing an anniversary show. Doing an election year. Doing an anniversary Staring show. Staring at each other, talking all sweet. We gonna just
1: talk about ourselves. And shit is going on in the world. And our feelings. And somebody better, somebody <laughs> gotta talk about it. Shit is, real shit is happening. Outside of your anniversary, bitches. <laughs> it's basically the text we got. <laughs> So we just want to thank... It was like, uh, just wondering if you're going to talk about shit that's actually happening in the world outside of Noni and Thea's Playland. That not everybody gets to visit. Not everybody gets to go. So thought you'd like to talk about shit that's affecting people. So we're just going to let y'all know,
0: you know, we're we going to get a little bit deeper. I mean, the Kali Rising was deep, but that shit didn't <clears throat> have nothing to do with... What's happening in the culture It had to do with You know
1: our, That's our world If we're healing the culture Through joy and pleasure We have to talk about the culture <laughs> We gotta talk about the culture And right now The culture's uh, fucked up Hey man We just
0: didn't really want to Talk about the culture Cause the culture Looking real trifling
1: Noni really doesn't like Talking about the culture <laughs> no,
0: hey, hey I have a question yeah. Do white people say trifling?
1: That is a great ass question If you're a white if, listener Please let us know Do you say You can be anonymous I used that word yesterday <laughs> Lexington This is Okay y'all. For y'all who don't use the word trifling Here's an example Okay Y'all You got something in Tupperware I don't know Maybe Somebody made some bomb tuna Right You know With the Ritz crackers good shit I love tuna in the Tupperware In the Tupperware When you open it up You say Ooh "Ooh," Right Ooh (laughs) (laughs) And you get you some crackers And it's all in Cracket So There was tuna in Tupperware So I go To because I was told there was still tuna in Tupperware. And I see like maybe a Ritz crackers worth of tuna left in this Tupperware, right? Mm-mm. That is trifling. So I said, who's trifling ass left a, a Ritz cracker worth of tuna in this Tupperware? Maybe? And then, you know, the, the guilty child walked out. And she, But there's still some in there. I said, you know what this is called, right? This is trifling. This is trifling. I just taught that word to the kids yesterday. Trifling is when you do something that's really ignorant. Like you know something is done and you don't put the thing away or you, you make know, other people think. You know Tony Morrison was on this podcast. She wouldn't explain trifling. She wouldn't. <laughs> She'd would just let it be. She'd be like, mm-hmm,
0: trifling." trifling. <laughs> and have everybody Google searching <laughs> the urban dictionary. And have everybody Googles, Googling. Well, your president is trifling. You're pressed. That's what we're talking about today. That's the subject. It's that is called, the subject matter. Your, your, your president, pr- president is, is trifling.
1: trifling. Is trifling. And by you, I mean... And the squad is here to let them know. The squad came To let the through. occupant know how trifling... <sighs> the squad came through. So,
0: look, we're going to start this with... um, In case you don't pay attention to the trifling tweets, because
1: I think this nigga might even have erased them. You know, You just brought up a great point real quick. What? One one of my arguments against not not saying nigga within black culture is when I use it within black culture, which I will say several times so people are clear, I feel like nigga at the end of the day is an ignorant ass person, is a trifling ass person. So I apply it. To all races, oh, they, they, they're white niggas left Wh- and right. Wiggers, there's wiggers <laughs> no, everywhere you look. <laughs> everywhere That's the you worst look. word ever. Is it the worst <laughs> word? Wigger. Everywhere you look, right? And he is the epitome. So part of me is like, it's a legit word that has a meaning for us. It's a way we describe people, not just black people. It's it's how I think. It's uh, and I, I, he. When I
0: saw this tweet, I was like, this nigga. Is. <laughs> And I was like, "This wigger, <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. This is this is from your president, mm. or or as like Yana, the, the, the occupant, the occupant of the White House. This is like the, he
1: is squatting. That's basically this is saying. from the
0: occupant of the White House. So interesting to see progressive Democrat Congresswomen who originally came from countries." whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt, and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all. I wonder where, I wonder where Ayanna Presley government... <laughs> right. Now, loudly and viciously, telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful of nation course. on earth. On earth. I'm surprised he didn't say in the motherfucking <laughs> in the universe, universe multiverse like a contract <laughs> Marvel universe. like a good contract how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back mm. and help fix the totally broken and crime infested places from which they came, then come back and show us how it is done. These places <sighs> need your help badly.
1: You can't leave fast enough. You can't leave that. that that's that's, a, 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 that's the nigga so, part. I just wanna listen, a, y'all. If we're gonna break this down, we're gonna that's the that is an underline. He he said you can't leave fast enough, like it's a rap song. He
0: said oh my God. you can't leave fast enough. I'm sure that Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out free travel arrangements. He spoke on behalf of Nancy Pelosi too. And that was some shade about some other shit. <laughs> okay, that's the occupant. So the occupant made that tweet in case you weren't paying attention, and then the occupant went and did a rally. I believe it was in, in and doubled down. He he did because because you and your president. I guess you still have to do rallies. Yeah, yeah. Only this president, president does. <laughs> Only president I ever. This do occupant rallies. does. And um, he began to speak directly about Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. and the crowd full of. Patriots
1: started shouting.
0: Patriots. <laughs> started shouting, send her back. Send her back. Together. Yeah, like lock her up. And and he, you know, he eased back off the mic and just kind of listened to the cacophony that he sp- had created. So, you know, this was done. And then the squad, Alexandria, Ocasio-Cortez, Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, and Ilhan Omar... The squad did their own press
1: conference. Now that was, the press was, I think the press conference was before the rally. The rally was the double down after, after the, the press, press con- conference. Is that, was that the timeline? Wiggers. <laughs> Wiggers.
0: You know, okay, I want to just d- dive in a little bit. to Send her back. You know. I have always been Malcolm X. I don't know what my mom was mm-hmm. drinking when she was <laughs> pregnant with me because my mama loved Julie Andrews at and the sound of music <laughs> and Mary Poppins and shit. Okay. I don't know if it's my Bassa ancestors mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. freed the Cameroonians from the bastards, French <laughs> fucking government, the, the fucking baguette, British. Baguette eaten. I don't know if it was my, there's just, I don't know if it's my real last name and I won't tell you what it is, but it means. <laughs> She who goes to war for what she loves, mm-hmm, okay? That's mm-hmm. my real name. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's so on my government. You don't need to know what the fuck it is. Though. <laughs> you don't need to know. No, you don't. I don't know if it's that, but I've always been like, you know what? Fuck that. Like right. I, I was off the bat. I was like a boondocks episode. <laughs> Quite young. I yeah. don't know where it was coming from. Right. right. I don't know if it's because I had white step family at seven and I was like, I'm not feeling this <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If and I ever... need to make
1: it very clear.
0: I'm gonna use the emotion code. I'm gonna find out where my trapped emotion yeah. came from. But it was a righteous black rage. Yes, righteous. I've been being told to go back to Africa since I was like ten years old. Right. If you don't like this country so much, go back to Africa. I have my own brothers tell me that shit. Ugh. If you don't like this country so much, go back to. Af- when I hear this, it 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 really sounds like I'm like a schoolyard. Yes. Because I've been
1: being told this for my whole life. Yeah, absolutely. And, but, I mean, let's just break a couple things down, right? Come on. There are countries I'd rather live in. <laughs> I'm going to be very fucking honest. And it's literally just a matter of, I got kids, you know, it's custody arrangements, it's all kind of shit. <laughs> Red tape. But aside from that, I can give you a list of countries that I'd rather live in. Yeah. So, so this whole myth. Right. That this is the the greatest country. That this has been great to everybody who's ever been here. And and this is all we want. Like, this is all we want. Right. Yeah. Even to go back to Africa, then you get out. You get out and take all your cronies, give back all our shit. And, you know, what's going to happen is, what always happens when you leave black people to fuck alone is shit start (laughs) popping. It's true. Shit starts popping. Like, literally, that's not, we don't have a fear of, like... Being left alone in a country all to ourselves to make shit amazing. Like, that's not even a... First of all, you know what? You remind me... Have you ever listened to Martin You So Crazy? Uh, i course. I reference pop culture quite a bit, y'all. And he had this part where he talked about, you know telling somebody to get out and you got some pissed on, infested shit. And you like, get out. And they're like, bye, shit. I I thought you'd never say shit. I already packed up. Like, don't be trying to kick nobody out of no fucked up shit, right? Like, have a real threat. Like, Like let this be some nice shit. This isn't the price. Right. Let me be able to purchase a home. (laughs) Let me be able to like, let me be able to, you know, live off minimum wage and then be like, bitch you can go I'll be like wait a minute let's talk about it but right now I feel like you try to kick me out some bullshit that's collapsing anyway you ain't got the this is a sinking you got, ship you ain't this got is the a legs ship. right now this, homie this is be it. threatening folks let's be clear this isn't Clinton's America. America. This is not... We ain't balling. This is not that. <laughs> we, we, there's no... It's re, a deficit. Remember Boomerang? Like, the pickers is in Boomerang look. Happy. That was... This is not the Boomerang America. Okay? <laughs> no. We are not there.
0: And Clinton, he did a lot of shit to he make... He did a lot of he shit. He did
1: a, little, a lot of fucked
0: up shit to black people. And there's more we can stuff be, coming on. Epstein is a whole other episode. We can blame the prison industrial
1: complex on On him. all
0: of that. However... The black people that were outside of the jail. We're getting
1: homes. <laughs> we're getting homes. Is what I'm saying. So my point is, <laughs> remember waiting She was she was walking out that mansion she, with we'll floor about lighting shit on fire without worrying about how much she was burning. Look at her weave, just a '90s weave, still looking good. I'm just at least the myth was alive. But <laughs> now I'm just like. You try to kick somebody out of a bad relationship in a fucked up house. Like that, you have no credibility to even say that. Look, I'm trying to look for a house, and it's even expensive
0: to live in San Bernardino. I'm just saying. That's whatever where we are. Whatever, that's this is we, where we I'm are.
1: Like $3,000 living in San Bernardino? This is where we are. So that's my first issue <laughs> with what he said. It's just like. But I want to talk about the squad, right? Because the squad, for the squad
0: sure. made me remember something. I remember remember this poem I used to do called I am not an American. Yes. I got banned from uh Did you? I did got I got banned from Santa Monica College <laughs> for performing that shit. Anyway, I used to do this poem. It was ridiculous. <laughs> That's before, before I even I'm not an American. I didn't do this. Whatever. It was all about all the fucked up shit that America did to my ancestors, your ancestors. Once again, a boondocks episode. Right. But when I was watching the squad and they were talking, I was reminded of how patriotic I've become mm. since then. Mm-hmm. I don't, this is my shit now. Yeah. That is more so the way that I'm thinking about it. You know, when I start looking, you know, thanks to the, the, my whole out there <laughs> and showing me the ways of the Moorish life, right. I start thinking. Maybe my ancestors were here first. Absolutely. And didn't just come on a slave ship. Maybe we were indigenous to this land. Absolutely.
1: It feels very familiar. Yes. And, you know, I don't know if that's patriotic as well as much as it is entitlement. This is my shit. (laughs) This is my shit. Like, I'm not attached to what you built on it. But I do understand, like... But this land is my holy land. Not even just the land, but, like, everything in it. <laughs> like they, like right. Tony has said, if America is the melting pot, black people are the pot.
0: Oh, she said she that did shit. That. If you have not seen that movie, every
1: single being here is literally here benefiting from she what was said, built by said, that black pot. We are the black pot. I was in the theater like, oh, so they don't mix us in. We don't get to be mixed into the, the soup she, in the you, cauldron, but we yeah. are the cauldron. Really? And so like every single being here is in some way benefiting from black culture and abroad.
0: Okay, so I want to talk about the squad. The squad. Because, unfortunately, I had a conversation with my partner, who is not political like right, I am, right. before this. And he, I started really thinking, talking to him, about, because this is about healing the culture through joy and pleasure. We're going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> And I was listening to what the squad was saying they're about. Yeah. And what they were promising. Yeah. But everything I, I realized this is all still politics. Yeah. Though I agree with their politics. Right. They're radical politics. Yeah. Particularly the most radical, like Ilhan Omar. She she was like, I'm Trump's nightmare. I was okay. like, damn. <laughs> like
1: Yeah. AOC is Funny as fuck too. She
0: AOC be like, look, I ain't. She here She throws to, shade. She like, I'm. I'm not gonna take up all your She's time. Shade I just her. wanted to. Um, I just wanted to remind y'all about um these little camps we got going on <laughs> out here, right that, here. That maybe this is um reason why you're saying this shit, right? Because okay. all
1: these record, all these reports are coming out about these camps, which yeah. we knew. Yeah. So we're gonna talk. We've about, never seen them round We're gonna, people gonna talk about the camps. We're them. gonna talk about the camps next, right?
0: But I started thinking about Malcolm, and I started thinking about. Did Malcolm <clears throat> promise anything politically? Hmm. Or did he exist to change the way we think about ourselves? And mm-hmm. I started looking at this group of women who are incredible. Yes. Their very existence makes me think differently about myself. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. wanna start asking us to question the role of the politician in our lives. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Congresswomen should be our saviors Mm -hmm. because what they're promising is new policy. Mm -hmm. They're promising what they can do for us, Mm -hmm. not what Malcolm was doing, which was reminding you what you can do do. for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that really, I mean, this is the biggest takeaway I have from talking to my very brilliant partner today. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, shit. Like what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. You know what do what do I want to do in this in this great thing? Is it do I want to go down to these camps and get my hands dirty, get my right. boots dirty, right. help people one by one cross? Yeah. What do I want to send money or do I want to change the way we think? Right. Because history just keeps repeating and repeating right, and repeating right. because we're the same motherfucker still. Right. We're still thinking the same way. Right. Right? Like we're still saying we want everyone should have health care. Right. Everyone should have an education. like why the fuck are we still saying the shit that the Panthers said? Right, right. That's the part I was like, yo, what they're saying that they believe in. Are human rights. It's human why rights. why why are we still thinking like this? Why are we still fighting for? But we're still focused on the program, the policy, the right, vote, right, right, right. and not the mind, right. not the spirit, not right. the way that we're actually processing who we are. And to me, that's why Malcolm
1: was the dangerous one. Right. And Beyonce. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have y'all listened to Bigger? We're going to get into that. But she literally says, this thing. I'm just saying, I'm just breaking it out. She literally tells you that you're, still you're bigger than the frame they put you in. And now you see it. The secret's out. I mean, she's very clear. But this, but this is this is the cultural change, and this, this is, is this, this is, is the, the cultural using, using worker a, using the art to try to get to people's spirit and get them to understand to, to change the More way than the a mind, of the universe, to change the way the
0: mind is working. I believe in that one hundred percent. So, so when I was looking at, I, I'm like, I'm I'm down for the squad. I'm rolling with no, the listen, squad. It, I appreciate the squad. I will do whatever. I will do whatever. But needed. that's a only a portion. Mm-hmm. We can't. And to me, this is what Trump is doing. Right. This is what 45 is doing. He's saying, you know what? Okay, I want everyone to look away from these concentration camps. Yeah. I want to continue to grow my base. I want to win this election. Let's make the most radical part of the Democratic Party, the face of the Democratic Party. And Nancy Pelosi is like, no, 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 we're not all the squad now. That's just one. They're just a group of rabble rousers over there. Right, Don't right. pay attention to those ladies. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's trying to like, well, I all told the you. Democrats are trying to downplay them. I listened to. And then Trump to, was like,
1: here's a whole spotlight on you. I listened to. Well, one thing Trump is good at is a show. Yeah. And he always knows. Well, he's, he's a provocateur. He's a provocateur, mm-hmm. and he knows how to get ratings and right. where to direct the ratings. And so that's one of the reasons I don't even have it coming up on my phone and things like that. And like when the stuff was happening with the detainees, I did what I know to do. I went to I went to my peoples and I started asking yeah. simple prayers like, "Hey, they planning to do some stuff to my peoples today? All I'm asking is that anybody that brings them any evil, it be returned to them sevenfold." Right in the spirit, I started asking that to happen. Right. I I I learned I realized shortly after his election that the purpose of his election I feel in terms of marginalized people specifically black body people is self-liberation.
0: Mm.
1: And that that you're right that doesn't happen to a policy. I realized that that there will be no policy and even if there is one it will be overturned and it will be there will be a um clause, right? Right? There will be some backdoor clause or loophole and so that is not at all, and, and yeah, or an overturn, like or overturned, or Ro- renegotiated renegoti- like uh, version gets
0: of it. Everything gets renegotiated ten Absolutely. years later, twenty years later. Absolutely. Right. So
1: for me, I you know, I've I've really learned, like I can, but but and 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 I appreciate the existence, like you were saying, of the squad because I think they make people, they are they do represent bravery yes and fearlessness yes and i think we need more of that you know i'm i, I was asked i told i had to talk with my um my stepdaughter the other day and i was like i was like i don't have fears like that and when fear comes up i have a whole conversation with it like why is it here and what are we what are we supposed to do and what are you trying to show me but in terms of like afraid to speak up afraid to talk, afraid to stand up for, like, that I don't experience, but I realize that is not normal. The average person has been really conditioned to protect what they view as some form of security, whether that's a house that they're barely paying for, a job that's barely covering their bills, a relationship that barely meets their needs, right? And so I talk to her a lot about, if you live a fearful life, you will be miserable, Right, you will always be looking over your shoulder, and so to me, I do think what these women represent is bravery and fearlessness. And if they're using, you know, politics as a vehicle to get that message out because you're so visible, that's great. And I agree, totally agree with you that for the for those of us who have watched politics for some time and seen the cyclical nature of it and seen the rigmarole and the back and forth, right. and we also know that. Let's take that example of bravery, but apply it to areas where we can make actual cultural change.
0: And okay, so I'm so we're on one page, right? Yeah. And then I start thinking about the camps, mm. and I can't. I mean, I can't just pray. I can't just meditate. It's, this is where it gets really challenging for me. When I'm like, there are eleven thousand children mm-hmm. without their parents. Mm-hmm. There are they're using the same internment camps that were used for the Japanese Americans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to house folks this is a detainment that's turning into an imprisonment of an unbelievable amount of people like this is this is becoming like this <clears throat> atrocious sick thing that i feel like fuck like this is like I f- I feel I feel like the I feel like this is me this is this is this is the part of being an empath right mm-hmm. when I see I'm like yo this is me like this is me in this prison this is my husband in this prison this is my children in this prison this is me not being able to bathe this is me getting scabies this mm-hmm. is this is all of these conditions this is me and like what what can I do like yes I can change the culture yes I can can pray, yes I can meditate, yes I can shine a light. But then I'm like, but yo, this has to, this has to cease. That's this is the part where it becomes um
1: what keeps me up. Yeah, but, and it's not new though. It's so so this is the right. this is the thing. Like I mean and this and this is the thing. It, it's not new. Like this is that's what this, my man this, said though. He yeah. was like what is the
0: difference? What was is like, the difference? He said what's the difference then what's happening in the prison. I worked in, in the, the foster care
1: system. Yeah, he's like, what is the difference? I to the, yeah, he's, he's like, they've Whoa. always had... Anything you see is only there because there's a slave somewhere. I know. Everything you see in this country is only there because there's a slave somewhere, which is why when I say I don't just pray, I'm saying I am actually embodying and releasing I the hear full you. wrath I hear you. of every... Spiritual, because we are literally dealing with evil. And there's, on many spiritual planes, conversations around, you knowing the difference between when you're dealing with a physical thing, like, this is why laws can't fix it. This is why laws don't yeah. fix it. This is why policies don't fix it, because we are really battling on a, multiple planes at this point. But we only prepare to battle with it yes. on the physical plane. But this Because is- even if we go down there and, like, physically put our bodies on the line, which we have done... We have seen it during right. the Civil Rights Movement. We've seen right. it during the Black Lives Matter Movement. Right. They will still not give a fuck about those people in their bodies. This is the ultimate problem. They, they do not see these people as valuable, and only certain people have value. And even those people don't have value, those people are, those people are um, only prioritized to maintain power. Even within their own group, there's no value on the humanity. Or, or true respect. Right, right. I I just think that this
0: this particular thing of but what can I do Yeah, for sure of suffering when I see suffering for when sure. I see this suffering I'm seeing this suffering What can I do I think that that is the anxiety It's mm-hmm. a collective anxiety mm-hmm. of the people that listen to this podcast are mostly women of color yeah. Let's be real yeah. shout out to anyone else listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It it feels helpless. It feels like a challenge of faith. Do I not believe mm-hmm. God is enough? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I and I want to get, I want to get into these complicated yeah. thoughts. Yeah, because I'm I'm blessed to be connected to so many folks who are doing on the ground yeah. incredible work. Yeah. Like, I want one of my dear friends to be on here. Been friends for many many years. Does such mm. been doing such great work? Really seen her shift from. Being primarily an artist to being an activist, you know, and really bringing so much light to what's happening at the the border crisis. for sure. But I'm like, I see that work and I'm like, yes, I see her physically crossing people over. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, one person, two people, Mm -hmm. three people. Asylum seek like wait, this mm-hmm. like based, like this is like asylum. Mm-hmm. Like these are folks that is like choosing between life and death. Absolutely like, and and I know that there's all this suffering everywhere, but this suffering isn't right here, right now. To me, looks like me. Mm-hmm. I see me. I don't give a fuck if you don't see yeah. me when you look at I see me when I look at you. Yeah. yeah. And it just I mean it, you know, I it think eats me. Like
1: for me, like I've My whole adult life, I've worked in systems. Right. My whole adult life. Right. So it has, um, I've seen the literal worst of humanity. Okay. You know, and I've seen the worst of humanity, things I will never repeat. Right. And I think there was a time when I would, in doing this work that I would and I don't think I I no doubt for a minute that every single person that I helped, every single family that I reached out to, every single call that I picked up made a difference in an individual life. And I wouldn't I don't regret it at all. Like it's a huge part of who I am. It also made me realize that I had to expand, and this is for one of the sure. complications. For right? sure. Is that that expansion meant? I had to almost remove my emotions at times in order to see how to solve the problem. I got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't solve it in it. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. And and it's and I, I, that's it's a really hard to explain, but you know, if you were friends with me during that time when I was yeah. working and I would call and talk about, "Oh, yeah, I have this client who just got beat up. I just got this client who just got killed by, you know, I just, it was a constant thing to be around death and violence and rape and also systems who were just didn't care and screwing people over. And, you know, nothing was ever enough that these people were trying to do. And so, you know, not in the, I don't mean it in the same way that Jay-Z said this quote, but he said, he said, I can't help the poor if I'm one of them. So I get rich and I give back and that's the win-win. I realized I couldn't help this the sick if I was one for sure I couldn't help the downtrodden if I was one and me being emotionally impacted impacted my ability to get to a space where I, I could
0: I hear that I hear that the and I also I'm redefining right now for myself what does that help look like absolutely we have and, to and so I we have I to think that that's you know this this is a conversation between us, but it's a conversation between lots of folks that are listening. For sure. And I want to begin to envision with folks in real time, like, what does that help look like anymore? Help can't just be money. It can't just right. be one. Like, it has to be this a shift in our consciousness. It does. It has to be it that does. we're thinking differently. And like, how do we think differently how do how do we think differently? Yeah. How do we think differently about ourselves? How and I and I agree wholeheartedly in what you're saying. Like because I feel on that, that
1: level, what you just said, right? You said when I see them, I see me, right? Yeah. But by that same token, we know the other ones are us too because we're all one. And so really yeah, get but into we do
0: But people we, don't want to call Trump them,
1: right? And so really he don't even want how, to call Trump Tr- how Trump. The, the, the embodiment <laughs> of him is the is, He's a collective shadow, baby. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like that's something I couldn't think about or consider when I was so in it because I yeah. was feeling the emotions too thick. But then when I realized I remember when George Bush got elected the second time, I was devastated. Mm-hmm. I was devastated. And I remember somebody said you always end up you always end up with who you deserve. Yeah. And when I think about... Trump is the president we deserve. And when I think about how, even on a micro level, individually, we have prioritized or deprioritized people and valued things. or There's been been a lot of acts we've all done individually that have collectively led to this shadow. And then we like to look at this shadow and be like, where did this come from, right? Like we didn't know these things were here. Now we in our individual lives may not live out those values, but we definitely knew we lived in a society that did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when things aren't hot, if things aren't extreme, we tend to not make much change. We tend to say, I mean, it is bad. It's yeah, it is rough, but we don't feel it unless it's mm-hmm. extreme. You know what I mean? And like the these 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 now, and that's that not even in saying all that, I sat and cried and wept and prayed. We talked to our whole family about it. I reached out to um, lawyers that I know that are doing the work in the field, people that I know are doing the work in the field. How can I signal boost, you know, stops? How I go, I go back to a campus that has the largest dreamer community. Yeah. You uh-huh. know, so so I know the reality of what I have yeah. to go back to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, so I know how to signal boost the things that are there. But I also know that n- with all that work that all those beautiful people are trying to do, like you said, policy doesn't change hearts or consciousness.
0: And, and I want to I wanna highlight here, I feel like, you know, do you stand on the side of the far right and by far right, I mean these racist white people. If you stand on that side and you see you have your hero in Trump and mm-hmm. you have the enemy which is being created in Ilhan Omar mm-hmm. and the squad mm-hmm. right and Ilhan Omar really being highlighted Specific, as that yeah. specifically because she embodies being black being muslim being an immigrant wearing hijab being a woman being a woman being a refugee being loud being rebellious being untamable being young mm-hmm. she embodies all of the things this far right hates, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but if we make, they make her the the evil one and him the good one. And if we come back to this side of the table over do here, when we do the same, we're going to end up in the same place.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: To me, that's why it's not about looking at any figure as a hero. I think that, that I'm, I'm I'm not going to get into Obama because, you know, yeah, yeah, you don't mean Obama, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I feel like that was that was our um our that's where we can't see how, how Obama wounded us, mm-hmm. how we wounded ourselves mm-hmm. by creating a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and i I'm really, really looking at like how do we not do that? How do we not make this group of people or this new democratic, whoever's going mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. the new electorate, right? like the our new candidate, if that's Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. if that's whomever.
1: Well, let's How start not with, to make them the hero. It starts by the reality that more people show up for these national elections than they do for their local elections. Yeah. Which, I'm going to be real. There's a way this system can work. But the reason it doesn't work is because it's largely counted on and expected that people not show up on a local level. So... The real change happens there first, absolutely. Where nobody typically shows up for to vote at local but, elections. But look at the
0: microcosm of that. If we're looking at the spirit, the, right. the real change happens locally, right? If we're going hyper local, we're going into ourselves, right? And we're right. in this age of Aquarius where right. we're supposed to go in, right? Not go out, right? We're not. Change doesn't start
1: out; it right. starts in. So I always say, this whole if you want revolution and you want to shut this whole political system down. Everybody show up to your local election. They don't even have they don't even expect it. They don't have the capacity for it. And they wouldn't know what to do with it because you would be directly changing the -hmm. political structure just by everybody showing up at the local. They know everyone's gonna show up at the national. Mm -hmm. And none of those policies, in all fairness, can reach every state and every city and every municipality. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Realistically. So the ones doing the dirt that you're experiencing every day are the ones that you didn't go to vote for. Yeah. That's the truth. So we sometimes have mechanisms that we don't even employ. So by the time we see these things on the camera, it's because they were on the ballot
0: yeah. when we didn't I mean, when we didn't
1: show up on a local municipal yeah. level. And we and these are people who literally, if you know about your local officials, you can knock on their door.
0: They're not secret for secret service. For sure, that's folks. A, that's always. I mean, <laughs> that's the number one reason I worked for BLM, to be honest. Yeah, It's because it had a local focus. Yeah, and it had chap. It was chapter based. Yeah, and you were able to really deal with city for city, community for community. But we also yeah. wait till
1: crisis. We also wait till something's yeah. urgent to respond to it, and that's how we've trained ourselves to be as well. Which is why, like your partner was saying. It's like, where's the, where's the fire? There's always, there always has to be fire for us to, to move as opposed to there being this idea of a constant seeking of balance, a constant seeking of improvement in terms of development and elevation and innovation and creation, right? So for me, I would say because people always ask me, like, how do I even process this stuff? It's made me more determined ever than ever to evolve. Than ever. Than ever. To do whatever I, I came to this earth to do. Because I chose this time to do it. And I must have known what was going to be going on. I like
0: that, that that not I can't be in my emotions perspective that you had. That's a really good, important thing to talk about when we're talking about creating joy in this time. Mm-hmm. How to not be caught in the emotional cycle, mm-hmm. how not to be emotionally manipulated. That part. That's the part. That's the part. That's because the that's part. a lot of what it is. Unfortunately, that's what the news has become. It's, in a, it's a complete uh, bread it's, and circus emotional
1: manipulation. It's, it's not information. It's really a way to manipulate people's emotions because he ran on emotionality. Yeah. He ran on emotionality. And and you can see how, you know, I think I'm learning more and more how emotions can be used as weapons. Yeah. And how we use them as weapons. Yeah. And how they're used against us as weapons. And how they can be tools. Yes. And how we give them a lot of clout, more than they probably and and, um, and just because so, you feel it don't mean it's real, right? And untethered soul. So he talked about like how you know we and I talked to my kids about this, how you know it's not like we live in a wilderness where there's a, there's a threat of a wild beast tearing us up every day, right? Most of us do not face actual life or death situations <laughs> on a daily basis, right? Most of us don't, right? Because of that, and we're still trying to maintain this sense of entitlement to that emotionality. We do that with feelings. yeah. So we're like, you hurt my feelings and react as though somebody tried to stab us to death, right? right? Like, that's not what happened. Or like, like a
0: bear came through. Yeah, they, right. they
1: they said something wrong. They didn't say something right. But that's not the same as them trying to shoot you. Yeah, And we can't. But we physiologically and psychologically react as though that is exactly what happened. And so there is this addiction to hyper-emotionality that when people are hyper-emotional, what happens? They can't plan. They can't think. And they, they rely on somebody to come in and say, I'll do that part for you.
0: Hmm. Right? Well, that's what the government is. That's what the government is. We all, the, we we all say, okay, here's a... here's. A, um, We're so busy working and slaving yeah. for you. We'll
1: give you this so you can go here's make a, the decisions yeah, that we normally would make. Here's, here's
0: made. some of my power. I yeah. trust you. Yeah. You can go make decisions on my behalf. Yeah, because I'm too busy have...
1: working. Yeah, fifty hours. Don't a week. even check in with me. Right. You know, I'll check in with you in four years. I'll check in with you when it's a crisis. <laughs> I'll check in with you when there's no walk, no clean water. And you'll know it's you. me
0: because you'll see me marching. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be our check-in. That'll I'll be, be marching, our and then you'll know I'm not really into
1: it. And so we it. have to be—we ha, a part of what we have to do is become a less reactive space. For
0: we have sure. to become a less
1: reactive people, and that doesn't mean we don't care about what's happening. But that does mean that we have to look at the fact that it didn't happen overnight, and that part of. It happening now. The groundwork was being let. La- where were Ooh. we when that groundwork was being laid? When it's, were we when that policy passed? When were we when that law passed? When that thing was on the bill? When we're, where were we? You know, I know when I, I watch, let me interrupt. Where
0: mm-hmm. were we when Obama was building this system? Because he was he was he had similar immigration policies. They weren't that different. Mm-hmm. But what were we doing? We were like dancing at the White House. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just keeping, like, keep it super real. Go fucking look. Go mm-hmm. read. Like, I remember being like, yo, this is a hard, these are hard immigration policies. But these He's policies not enacting, are also, no. He's not enacting it. I mean, Trump is on a whole yeah. nother level. Yeah, This is a whole nother level. But what you just said was it
1: didn't happen overnight. No, and also they knew that the prison industrial complex at some point was going to need to be replaced. The system, listen, mm-hmm. when I say this, I, this is the clearest thing I want you to hear me say. America will always require a form of slavery yeah. to exist. Yeah. As long as there is a United States of America, there is a slave somewhere. That is the bottom line. Yeah, I so you face. can keep it and you can keep trying to rebuild it and you keep trying to restructure it, but don't kid yourself. It will always require a slave because We can't get out of the laws of nature. How you start something is what you have to do to maintain it. real, And they have not ever done the actual work of creating an actual society, an actual economy that can thrive off of just... Isn't it
0: interesting, though? This is the first election cycle in my memory where every candidate... On the left, is talking about reparations. It's talking about loan forgiveness. It's really interesting to me that now, like, to appeal now, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to start talking about repair. Mm -hmm. Like, repair is becoming a part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And to me, there's a sense of, like, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. There's no hope. I have no no hope for this. Because repair
1: (laughs) would mean everybody gives up everything. Oh, it's not going to happen here. Everybody gives up everything and then we start from the beginning and then we distribute. And then we have to figure out what do we actually <laughs> you're, fucking you're, make? You damn socialist. What do we No, <laughs> well, I mean, what, no we have to figure out how do you build a country? Because we never had to figure that out in terms of e- economy because right. it was free. Whereas other countries have to figure that shit out. Do yeah. we sell rice? Do we sell corn? What do we sell? What do we make? What is our staple crop? We had slaves. And that is our staple crop. Yeah. And so when I say you know, yes, like yeah. what everything you're saying about Obama's administration was absolutely true. And before then, Clinton did it. Yeah. With you know, I, and the before you. then and so I my point you. is ever since slavery. Yeah. You know, I mean if you've seen thirteenth, you know it was built yeah. into it. If, it's it's there been, has it's to be really and clear there'll since. be something after this if you yeah. are preserving the United States of well, America.
0: My my hope is that this is this is the this is the Titanic.
1: That is my that is my hope and my prayer. I feel like America is like uh, Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction and Cape Fear. Like how many times I got to shoot, stab, set this thing like like a million lives. You know what I mean. But my but but here's the thing. Here's the thing that I think is important, and here's where I think we can actually make things happen. Is if if as a collective, we choose to discover um protect and and develop our individual destinies. Why did we come here during this time? What did we come here to do? Because we knew what this time would be. And we came here to do something to affect yeah, this you're, time. You're
0: talking about a spiritual. You're talking about like really, I mean, to me that that is the that's the liberation. That's the that's, liberation. That's the way out. That's the way through that's the way out. If we're solving it politically, I, I see it as a, the constant
1: cycle that but you just described. But imagine everybody start saying "fuck it," I'm gonna do what I came here to do. Everybody tap into their creative being. Everybody can create with it instead of being in but, a nine but, to five, but, but, right? But, but Thea, that would be. But how will people do that and survive? Exactly. That's the question. Exactly. The, everyone's a slave. Exactly. So, <laughs> so that's my point. My point is just that part alone. If we, that's where the bravery comes in, right? Because we know people who have done it on, they've done it in their individual lives. Right. And I've seen, like one of my friends travels six months out of the year and with like basically a backpack. Okay. And she's a woman okay. of color. She's black. And she says, once you do it, you realize it's all fear and fluff. I've never not been provided for. I've never been attacked. And I've been to several countries by myself. Been told, you know, it's dangerous. You won't get dealt She said, but once you do it, you realize you're always taken care of. Another person we talked about, um, Akilah Richards, you know, and how her family unschooled and unhitched and began to like literally travel and trust spirit. And when you talk about- I that's
0: biblical. Like, that's biblical. It's like, like, look out. Look at the birds. They're being provided for. That's Matthew. Like every, every, it's
1: all- But it's really the, the myth of survival- Right, surviving what? Surviving this? I mean, it's the only thing that's keeping us enslaved is our fear—a fear of not. And by survival, what we mean here is a roof over our head and food. Yeah. But even we have people who've chosen a life of homelessness. Yeah. And why would they choose it? We know people who have chosen. Why would they choose it if they weren't provided for? It?
0: And they're they're provided.
1: And it. they're provided for.
0: You know, we're gonna have to actually move like our next subject know, to our I, next podcast I think this <laughs> we got a whole nother thing we gonna dig into the next time this has been like i didn't even imagine this conversation going this way right lots of food for thought like it, it's really important to me like as we continue it is an election season as we continue to dive into these issues like we want to talk to y'all like we want to hear what you think <laughs> this is our opinions but like we're here to expand yeah. you know and if we're doing anything, like if we're living our destiny, the way I understand both the I's destiny is to really expand as community, mm-hmm. you know? So we want to hear like, like what, it like what's coming up for you? Like, what are you thinking about this? Send us some long ass emails, send us some voice memos and shit. Mm-hmm. Like s- attach them, email them to us, Podcast at gmail. I'm really interested in like what y'all think about this particular subject. It's, it's it's really about like how can we change our world right now like that's what we're talking about like How can we shift our world? How can we, is it only inside? Is it outside? There's so many different ways to kind of, like, how are y'all feeling when you see these babies out here, like, and they're suffering? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing about it? How are you sleeping through this? How are you processing it? Like, I want to know how you feel. I love hearing what Thea has to say. I love hearing what I have to say. (laughs) But I want to hear, like, what y'all are feeling, what you're thinking. It's been great, like... All of the every episode we've been dropping, folks have been really showing up, yeah and, and saying how they feel, and that helps us expand this sure. conversation too, you know, and I know
1: I, I don't want to end without saying this. I used I do workshops on expand like opening the field of what it means to be an activist or what activism looks like because okay. we all will contribute differently. and some of y'all will sing, some of y'all will knit. Some of y'all will pray. Some of y'all will fight. Some of y'all will shoot. Some of y'all will what? Some of y- and, and some, wa- some
0: of y'all will be in policy. You'll be yeah.
1: congresswomen. And you, you know, know, and and I want you to know, it is all fucking valid. It is all necessary. There is no one how with this. Diversity has always been the thing that made this entire planet thrive, and it will be the thing that saves it. And that includes diversifying how we decide to change this world. And so there is no one right way. And for some of us, maybe all we can do is one little thing. But that one little thing matters. Yeah. Matters, and you'll keep challenging yourself to do more and do more. But do not do don't feel like you have to do what someone else is doing. That stops you from doing, and that may not be what your destiny called for, right? You know, my my teacher talks about this man who has who knew one Odu, one story, <laughs> right? Now there's people out here trying to learn all 256 odus, right? And he knew one, but he knew that one so well, right? That whenever it was needed, people would go get him to come do it. Yeah, that's my point. Right. Because we all are at different levels and have different ways of helping and healing and showing up. And so your one do may be as powerful as the person who knows who all 256. And I want you to know that.
0: Girl, you better you better tell them words from the heart, from the heart. You know that what I'm saying? I'm a, and I'm going to tell you all these Beyonce. These
1: lyrics. Beyonce! Because, you know, we going to bring it back. Let me pull up these Beyonce words from the heart. OK. Just if so I was going to tweet Trump back. I'd have been like, hey, don't talk to your mama like that. This is, this is how... Black he, women are his mama. We're going
0: we to talk about that you, next week. Okay. We're gonna okay. If you feel insignificant, you better think again. You better...
1: This, wait. Y'all should have saw Noni look at me just then. <laughs> it was perfect. Do it one more time. I like the look.
0: If you feel insignificant, you better, you better think, think again. again. <laughs> okay. Better wake up because you're part of something way bigger. Mm. You're part of something way bigger. Not just a speck in the universe. Not just some words in, in a, a Bible, Bible verse. verse.
1: You are the living, living word. word. Ah. <laughs> Yo, and that's just one bar. That's just one little set. You're part of
0: something way bigger, bigger than you, bigger, bigger than, than we, we. Mm-hmm. bigger than the picture they framed, framed us, us to be. see. Mm-hmm. But now we see it and it ain't no secret. No, understand that truth about that question in your soul. Look up, don't look down, then watch the answers unfold. unfold. Life is your birthright. They hid that in the fine print. Take, Take the pen, pen and, and rewrite it. it. Step out your estimate. Step in your essence and know your excellent, excellent rise. I feel like Maya Angelou wrote this. Baby, I'ma tell you this is ancestors wrote this one. She Somebody. said, the spirit is teaching. No, I'm not just preaching. Mm-hmm. I'm taking my own advice. Mm-hmm. Let mama let you know, mama's still trying. I can't get no days off. I don't get no days off. Mm-hmm. Truly, I'm feeling it. I had to say that thing twice. <laughs> yeah, <I done. laughs> trying to be a good wife, still really hard. I can't lie, but I promised you I will fight. So I fight. I'm going to do one so more. So I fight. If you're feeling frustrated and you're sinking, I'm mm-hmm. jumping in. Mm. Forgiveness is key because we're fighting something way bigger. Mm-hmm. You never lose. We are winners. I'll be the roots. You be you the, be the tree. Pass on the fruit that was given to, to me. me. Legacy. We're, we're part of something way bigger. You Bars. Know, you know, I'm just saying. Bars. I'm just saying. Listen. Look. Listen, don't feel like Beyonce wrote that by herself. There are like 10, 10 people on this list. This she was the vessel. Okay. There's, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of publishing that got split up for this. She was the vessel. I'm letting y'all know.
1: She she was part of something way bigger bigger just on the song. Oh, my God. Y'all got to hear that whole thing. And then you got to flip to brown skin girl.
0: Okay. Well, we appreciate y'all tuning in. This has been an incredible conversation. It really has, y'all.
1: Woo, There's going to be some
0: DMs and some comments. (laughs) We love you. We love you. Follow us. Take a screenshot of what you're listening to. Put it up in your... Uh, Instagram stories, tell us what you're thinking. You know, you know the deal. And remember, you're part of something way bigger. All right, y'all.